1: Oh, that's a bad idea. If you want me to to tell that story, I'll tell it right here. We are officially
2: live. Oh, we are? People have been waiting for this moment for a while. (laughs) They're wondering what announcement's going to be made. They're wondering what is going on. Uh, The beginning of our interaction, me talking about you. Let me just set the tone here before we get into it. We got a special guest in the house. You're here because you want to find out what this guy, his name is Steven Crowder. You know who he is. Uh, number one conservative late night comedy show, uh, six million subs, billions of views online. He's loved and hated, which is why he does so well. Not afraid of uh, facing anybody. Uh, arguably one of the most talented guys out there. Some would say the most talented voice on the conservative side. Um, I will say a couple things. You know, when uh, when when Uh-oh. I said Stephen's going to be on. Uh, uh, and I don't want you to get uncomfortable about this. One guy said, be careful if you're talking to him, he may record the conversation. So I just want <laughs> you to
1: know, this is being recorded. I had no idea this we'd already started live. live. Yeah, we're live. I thought, I thought, you're so professional. I come in, you're all in suits. I'm like, ah, yeah, like, I don't know, let's just go live. Yeah, live. <laughs> we well, He was doing cocaine. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, what? You Wait, missed what?
2: it. Not me. A minute ago. Sunday, uh, school teacher was doing cocaine a minute ago here. But, and then, and so and then the, other part, the other part, here's the other part. I've been in business for a long time. And uh, I was uh, asking this from Rob. I said, Rob, I've got, I've got to ask this on the live because I talked about it on the video. Uh, uh, and maybe because there's levels to success. You've you got to make it to certain levels in success. I said, Rob, how, what do I need to do to be able to predict a future family emergency, right? You, to say a week ago and <laughs> say, hey, we have a family emergency that came up on Tuesday, which, by the way, to be fair to you, Matt Walsh was supposed to be on Wednesday, mm. and he also just had a family emergency yeah. when we announced you're going to be out. So I don't know what's going on here. I have here. no Ma-
1: family emergency.
2: Yeah. So, But but here's the part. Here's the part to know so everybody You not have a
1: family emergency, do you? Yeah. No. So, oh, okay, good.
2: So, so uh, uh, Steven and I, you and I got on a call with uh, uh, Greg, a.k.a.
1: How dare you? Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> and with Paul, a.k.a. Paul. Ra. Rob. Rob. We get yes. screwed yeah. up names. We have the different names. names. It's, it's, okay. it's basic and, bitch white guy names. Yeah. They're impossible. <laughs> It's <laughs> like an old-school name. It's Girls not even basic anymore.
2: You were professional Gerald. enough to reach out. Yeah. We got on a call. And when I got on the call, I had no idea what direction the call was going to go. Ended up being an incredible call with you. Uh, obviously, I've seen you. Uh, uh, you know Whether anybody says anything about you, you're one of the best in the world. In the conservative side, some would say you are the best in the world. Well, thank you. And the, the back and forth with Daily Wire... Uh, for people that follow Daily Wire's content, everyone knows what Ben has done over the years. Yeah, uh, Everyone knows what Candace has done. Everyone knows what those guys have done. Even Matt Walsh with What is a Woman documentary, which I thought it was, you know, he crushed it, what he's got going on. And, uh, you know, so everyone kind of got in and said, wait a minute, what is going on with these two guys? And then boom. You were supposed to be on. We had a great con, Win in. Here we are with you. Uh, yeah. Have some announcements to make today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate it. Yeah. What happened was, uh, that was a whole thing. Because, you know, I don't really do a lot of press. A lot of people don't sort of realize that. Like, it's very, very rare. Yeah. If I want to say something, I'll say it on my show. And I'm kind of reclusive, actually. Yeah. I'm actually surprisingly shy. And so I just end up talking more. When I'm around people, thanks. Is that she turns away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the, the way this started off, respect. like people are gonna like, I'm like was... what? That's unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> he, opened a, he opened a can. How dare he? Is, 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 that's it with you and these cans. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so you don't I, do a
3: lot of press I know I don't do said. a lot I don't do Got a
1: lot of press uh, just because I don't really like it so much like I'm not I'm a pretty private guy uh, if you look at my like social media I'm never taking pictures of my food you know um, I never take pictures of my, my my family or my children I keep that close to the vest because I think it's a choice they have to make uh, and uh, I come at this from you know I came came in as an actor and a stand-up comic and an entertainer first and then just after getting beat in the face by you know a leftist industry being banned as a comedian from clubs and from colleges just kind of started letting my freak flag fly back in uh, 2009 when there really was there was there were no conservatives on youtube that didn't exist mm-hmm. um so yeah as far as the uh announcements uh we're pretty excited well yeah i'm allowed, I'm allowed to you're say, allowed to say yeah. certain things so yeah. yes uh- <laughs> So Mug Club is officially, which was my camera here, is that, is that, all right, if I had a can to open, I'd make it a little, <laughs> wait, no. is right that there. one or that the one? The one on the left. The one on the left. The one that so has you the on, the one on. The right. Uh, <laughs> March 20th. March 20th is when it's coming back, daily yeah. show, lightwithcreditor.com slash Mug Club. What we're doing is, uh, it's, it's $10 less than it was before, and we're about doubling the content. So uh, we'll be doing a show on Friday. We have some. I don't know which people we can announce, but we have we've we got a few people. We we're we're few still, pe-
4: as you know, working out all the details. Still, yes. So there's some stuff we still have to kind of finalize, but a lot of really exciting things.
1: Yeah, and the reason for that too is you know um, we have tentative agreements with some people, and then some yeah. concrete agreements with other people. Is signing uh, equitable contracts that are transparent, that hopefully set a new standard, you know, in in this industry. I mean, this is something that I've been doing for a long time. I know what a contract looks like. I know what a term sheet looks like. Um, and uh, I, in my opinion, we talked about this on uh, on the phone call. Yeah. Sure, you can make more short-term if you kind of just scrape every dollar you can. But long-term, that doesn't really work. The best business deal is one where everyone benefits, everyone is happy. Because why, especially with talent, like how often have you heard of people, whether it's Dave Chappelle uh, or whether, you know, South Park in the episode with the Muhammad issues, you can't keep people who don't want to be there, you know? So you have to frame it in a way where they're happy, where they benefit and you benefit and people you want to work with. So March 20th. March twentieth, we're coming back. We're coming like a bat out of That's hell. Exciting. Yeah. It's always you know, there's it's you always get nervous. See, you don't seem that way. He knows, like I always get nervous before every single show. I had horrible stage fright before I got up and would do stand up. I used to I used to think it was less embarrassing when I would tell the stories and be like, before my just for last audition, I went backstage and I threw up. But the truth is I wouldn't throw up, I would just I would have ex- explosive poops. Yes. But I felt it was more masculine to be like, I got wasted, I threw up. I don't want to be like, I have a sensitive tummy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, need, run I into the bathroom. I need some time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. a good look. Probably this guy after all that cocaine, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinny. Oh. Does he get it moving?
3: Y- it's hard for you to shed that. But you still get nervous when you do shows? Is that what you're always. saying? Still, even a always. show like this. Yeah. You're nervous right mm-hmm. now? And then when did the nerves go away? Never. So you're nervous right now. But nervous right Don't now. Don't do what you typically do before a show right now, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know what it <laughs> is. is?
1: Uh, I've always told this to, to, to Gerald and to everyone else who also works there. Um... Is every single time you do a show, I say assume that that is a 100% new audience, and you sort of learn this when you're coming up through stand-up uh, because you'll be doing like six shows, you know, Thursday two, Friday two, Saturday two, and you can do really, really well three, sh- and then you bomb because you get a little overconfident. Yeah, that is a new group of people who are not familiar with you haven't built any momentum with them. Right. So I always want to make sure that people are getting their money's worth. You know, there's there, there's so much content out there, and sometimes we work in an industry. Where, yeah, it's about investors or it's about advertising. Those are all fine, too. Uh, but I think True North should always be the the audience and what it is that they want and how you most benefit them. And long term, if you do that, I think you'll end up doing well. But, uh, you know, I'm not really a business guy. I'm not like you. I was looking – when we were doing research here, I always prepare. This guy is like – he's like the Monopoly guy.
4: <laughs>
1: See, what do you I mean by that? I don't just mean that his house now. Like this, yeah. I, I, this guy is like crazy wealthy. Good He's he done you know, all right for us. Yeah, he has I'll done all right. Yeah.
2: You want to say a few words for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, this- but, you know, it's crazy that you're saying the nervous thing because Tyson also talked about that. You know, yeah. some of the best athletes talked about that yeah. were prior to it. And it, it, it is a quality of a great one. It's not like, uh, uh, you know, some people are a little bit more calmer when they go in. You know, you see, remember like Fedor used to fight pride. You go yeah. and they're like, this guy looks like his. He's about to nap he would no, bring right? it all the way down. Yeah. And Kobe would go very ice like. Mm-hmm. And that was his style. But there are some that's the other way around. Either way, you, you ended up, you know, having. Remember a...
3: George Saint Pierre when he yeah. when we had him here uh, six months yeah. ago. He would get so nervous. I was always afraid of my up on that. Yes,
0: but but Steve, I'm gonna stand the tune I've you know I've done two specials. I've been on Kevin Hart special. I, I think if you don't have that. Let but some does. guys don't. They don't have like zero. I think you. I think that. I
1: think they're lying. He's though. right. People people are some nerd. don't have it. No, they don't he care. Just, some no, people don't. That, they don't care. There Who are, are some those guys
3: that don't get nervous for a big audience? I don't know. I mean, I've been around crazy. him.
1: I mean, a good example is like Chuck Liddell when he would fight uh, John Halcom. Like, he said he just doesn't get nervous. Yeah, he wow. just doesn't get nervous. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've always been uh, that way. Yeah. So Pat, I, anyway, do you get
3: nervous ever? Like you, st- you speak on massive stages. I don't, you don't get nervous on podcasts. I already know that. But even when you go on stage, when you're speaking in front of big audiences, I I,
2: I don't know. I don't know if I do at this phase. Uh, uh, I don't know if I do at this phase. Well, but that settles you, it. I guess he's, he's not a great
1: one. Mr. Yeah. Mediocre, 100 but, millionaire yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. but, but, I, but I would tell you, there are
2: certain uh, uh, times you may, depending on what the climate is. But I want to go back to your announcements. So my Club is coming back. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, when uh, we shared a video today, the tweet, all that, stuff. everybody was like, "When is it coming?" Back? March twentieth. Yeah. So people are dying for that. The yeah, fact yeah, that yeah.
1: that's coming back—that's big news. We. The question I want to ask uh, from you is: Can I specify one thing sure, to with Mug Club because we had, you know, so many people who signed up at MugClubForever.com, and I know that some people had signed up, and so then we, you know, we had this contract up, and so we left. So some, yeah. we want to make sure they're not shortchanged. So if you have signed up at MugClubForever.com, check your spam folder. Tomorrow, you're going to get uh, a code to pre-order and get a bunch of of, uh, free time and free months to honor kind of what you left. Gerald, do
2: we have a link to put down there in chat, in description so people can go to Is there a link to it or no? It's
4: mugclubforever.com. Okay, let's put that that in in the chat,
2: in description, and comment, Rob, all three so they can get it. And maybe every 30 minutes, just drop it in there so they can get it as well. Yeah, like Ron Popeil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so so let's go let's go back to this here's here's kind of one i want what i want to do uh with the audience and, and some of the question that maybe i have with the whole thing with daily wire and yourself and and you know uh, uh prior to going into some of the we'll talk about issues we'll talk about current events we'll talk about some of that stuff but daily wire so the question that kept coming up uh, uh steven was you know well you know uh, uh whether it's Candace came out and said, you know, I wanted to find out what he had to say, or Ben Shapiro came out, this is how a negotiation works. If you don't like it, you go back and forth, da da da, da. Let's go. how many times did you guys go back and forth until it was like, okay, you know, you did a video, you didn't mention the company's name, everybody's trying to kind of guess who it is, but most people kind of knew it was Daily Wire that you were talking about. And yeah. then they came out, Jeremy went through the contract, you know, one by one by one. And then you responded, Mm -hmm. then there's the recording, then there's this, and then it was like, hey... Candace comes out, Jordan Peterson, tweet, delete, all this stuff that's going on, right? But the question is... It's like the is, world's
1: biggest high school. I get it. But the, yeah. co-
2: the question for me is, how many conversations did you guys have up until the point where it's like, we're not doing this?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and, and not to rehash, like, all that stuff, because yeah. look, I think people now kind of know, like, you make your decision, and I love Jordan Peterson, like Andrew, like, I'm still friends with a lot of people over there. Um, the issue there was, there was never, look, the, the issue I always had was, and I said, take me off the table, because it wasn't going to be a fit. The issue was with other people. The primary issue, you never heard me talk about money. And I know as a business guy, this probably like like nails on a chalkboard. But it's, uh, you know, you can't penalize people. You can't put in 110% penalties on behalf of big tech. Literally 110% penalties. Um, but primarily, if you have other kids who are coming up, like, you can't punish conservative content creators on behalf of big tech, saying not only do you have to be there, you have to be monetized, which you know on YouTube, right? That's a very different set of guidelines, is basically don't say anything offensive ever. All I can say is is uh, there was never anything that uh, we went over that involved that being eliminated. Like, yeah. that was a sticking point, like, yeah. okay, get rid of that. No, that, that doesn't happen. And so we decided, okay, we're going to go uh, on our way and, and do it um now we're focusing on what it is that we can do, what it is that we can change and so th- bringing in other people.
2: So from the beginning of the conversation series until decision was made, is that like five weeks, two months, three months? Is there like a... Months. Okay, good. So it's not like it was a... Because some people are thinking... Hey, we're out of here. We're done. First offer. I can't believe you're doing this. I'm blasting no, you no, publicly. No, no, no. Okay, so that's good to know. That's between you and them. You guys can, you know, that's a conversation between the, you and uh, the people you were working with.
1: Sure.
4: He, here's
2: the other question I yeah, got. Yeah, the for issue you. Is, is
1: when you don't see eye and like, look, take it off, the, take, take me away. Yeah. The issue is a punishment on behalf of big tech. Or the issue is like, you know, I've been demonetized for this long. Yep. That can be redlined and changed. Wasn't. So that's the issue. It's like that was the issue as far as, okay, this isn't going to happen because of the big tech penalties. And I understand it too, by the way. Look, when you're in a war, and I mean that we are in an ideological war. Uh, we really are. And we are at a potential tipping point in this country. You need different kinds of people. You need different battalions. And I get it that some people want to work within the platforms uh, in order to change the platforms. Well, no, no one understands that more than me because I've been there since you know before there was monetization, actually. My brother was one of the first uh, YouTube partners, I think, in 2000. 7, 2008, whenever they started it. Uh, but the issue is when the platform no longer allows you to speak truth. I'm not looking to be removed from YouTube. I've talked about that. Uh, and the people who we've signed, we want nothing to do with whether they are on YouTube or not. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's blood money. Like, And I don't mean it's blood money, blood. But I mean, I don't want to have to influence someone to play ball with YouTube hmm. or Facebook or tell them not to if that's what they choose to do. The issue is when you have a platform like YouTube, like Facebook, that says, you know what, you can't say, uh, for example, that there's myocarditis with young people, right? Or there could be potential adverse effects of the mRNA injection with young people. When they say you can't say that, we're going to suspend you. You are now no longer able to speak truth. So we'll use those platforms as long as they're available, provided that we're allowed to speak the truth. But when we get to the point, and we've had these conversations where we're like, well... You want to quote the CDC on the flu deaths today? He's like, Oops. "Well, you still want you want to be suspended for another two weeks?" Or, mm-hmm. "Hey, do you want to have Carrie Lake, who's currently running for governor?" It's like, "Well, you know, we're going to be suspended and miss the election stream that night, yeah. and we just decided to let the cards fall where they may." It's it's reached that point, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. So that's so the so the okay. So I understand that. So then the question would be the following: Is it fair to say that the uh, uh, like if you were to announce if you were to say right now who are the top I don't know five six seven Uh, conservative media companies out there. You got Fox. You got Daily Wire. Who else would you put out there? Would you put Blaze as one of them as an option? I don't know. I don't have access to their financials. It's a question I couldn't answer. Uh, So let's put aside the financials. Let's say influence. I I guess let's just measure it by influence that you and I can see. Who would you put as...
0: Prager U. I'm, Prager U
2: is a well, non-profit. Well, that's part of Daily Wire. I, that's and of Daily Wire now. I'm talking more like you know, CNN, MSNBC. You know, you got, a, a, you know, whoever they have on the other side. Or you're talking run,
3: eyeballs. You're talking views. You're talking clout. Yeah, all I'm the, to, yeah, I'm
2: talking about like if I say who were the biggest podcasters today, not political at all. Okay, you got Rogan. You got, you know, Impulsive. You got, you know, whoever, you know, call her that. You know, all these things they see, not necessarily political. Mm-hmm. You can say these are the most influential ones, Right. Within the conservative side, who would you say are the top five most influential media companies today?
1: I mean, Fox is on there. Yeah, you'd name them. I mean, if, if people consider them you know, conservative, you'd have Fox on there. You'd have Daily Wire on there. Um, you know, you'd probably have like a, a Red State Town Hall, Salem is a big one. Okay, yeah. Um, Very familiar with them. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, KRLA's
2: with Salem, right? KRLA's with Salem, KKLA's with they the do, Salem.
1: They have, they have like Red State Town Hall, a yep. lot of radio stations, yep. so they're really big.
2: Uh, you know why I'm asking a question? I'm asking a question because I don't know if there's enough of them. That's what I'm asking. I
4: think, yeah, that's the point.
2: Yeah. So if there isn't enough of them, Mm -hmm. so you guys, if I can get this, uh, 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 if I can get it right, you're planning on building a conservative media platform, recruiting other talent to come in under your umbrella. Yeah. That's what
1: you're trying to do. Yeah, but it's a different approach. Yeah. Perfect. This is why it's different is um, I don't need to do it. Right, so this is so uh, for and, and Ben I've known for a very long time I think Ben is the best at what he does certainly among them you would have like Mark Levin's up there of course at one point like Rush Limbaugh yep. um, but Ben didn't do that until you know Daily Wire happened before that he was he was working at other places like Breitbart and Truth Gold mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, the issue is when all these companies do it the same the same way, right? It's the same, it's people talking about news. And that's fine, but at a certain point, you have to ask if it's by design. Now here's the thing, it's because these companies need people to do that in order to, and look, I can tell you this, when I was uh, working at Fox News for like four and a half years, changed my mind with something that was pitched to every major publisher, I've talked about this, it was pitched as a segment at Fox News. And people said that will never work. Said it will never work. People want four or five minutes, they want it snappy, right? They want you in a quadrant view. One time, I think I was on with Lanny Davis or might have been Doug Schoen on Fox News. They had this in this quadrant view, and I was always getting in trouble. I'd always get called into the second floor. But we're (laughs) shocking. we're, We're in the same room. And they have us on these like these quadrant views. I'm like, well, why is he doing it? I'm right, I'm right oh, there. Right here. here I am. <laughs> and so at the end of the segment, I think it was Lanny Davis. I was like, hey, Lanny, high five. And I reached into his quadrant. That's so funny. And they were like, you know, you can't do that because people like it to seem really international. I was like, I don't really know if that's what people necessarily want. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to go out and do a comedy show, which they said conservatives don't really like comedy this way at that point in time. They said, uh, you can't do a what? You're going to sit down with random people to have conversations for an hour unedited, two hours? I said, yeah. I remember when I pitched it as a book, although at that point the term social justice warrior didn't exist or triggered, so the term I used was uh, American idiot because Green Day was big at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And I separated between them and sort of the modern leftist. and they said, no, no, the only thing we can sell to conservatives is is the doomsday books. And it's not a bad book, but the Obama blueprint was a really big book at that time. They said, do you have anything like this? And I said, well, that's not me. So I don't need to do, like we can do Mucklum and do our show, right? Matter of fact, we'd be more profitable just doing that. But providing a platform for people who aren't looking to make it big in the conservative space, but particularly yeah. people, you'll see with the people who we sign and the names of someone who's done comedy. Um, uh, you're Adam and you're Vince. Yeah. sorry, I almost said, uh, said Adam. Uh, people who can be who they are and reach a different, reach a different group of people. Like yeah. there's a reason too, like the conservative demographic is, it's quite literally dying off, unfortunately. And uh, it's very lucrative to sell them certain kinds of, of messaging, certain kinds of content. And I don't mean immoral, but when people are precluded from reaching them. There are a lot of people out there like me, like Jill, like our audience. The average viewer is a 20-something, 30-year-old uh, college-educated male. They're not tuning into Fox News. They're not tuning into a lot of, you know, AM radio. Um, but they are tuning into what we do because it's it's a comedy show. And I don't mean a comedian who does a show. And you know, that's right. like a lot of comedians, they'll host podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's not a comedy show. Exactly. This is an ent- entertainment show. And the reason we had to go and do it on our own was that's never going to work. And then every time you sit at that side of the table, whether it's Fox, whether, whoever it is, they go, can we change it so that you can fit into the box this way? Because mm-hmm. that's our box. And we want to do the opposite. And we don't have to do it. We can say, what's your box? What is it that you are? Let's give you the opportunity to let your freak flag fly. So you- I, I want to go
2: on this. I want to go a little bit more on this. But I want to quickly – the question I want to ask you in a minute here is you're right. You don't have to do it. But you are a voice. You do have a massive following. And there is a niche, there is an emptiness that we need somebody to do it. Great if you're gonna do it. And what's the structure gonna be different? And then you made a comment about Fox. You said some would call Fox a conservative. That's, that's yeah. some, some would take that as a dick, but I wanna come back to this here in a second. Today's called, sponsor. No, when I that, I mean let, me, let me just do the oh, quick. Apologies. Today's sponsor, today's sponsor, today's sponsor is Gold Co. Okay, let me tell you why Gold Co. I've been in the financial industry for nearly uh, 22 years now, and I've been able to invest into a lot of different things, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, all this stuff. We have no idea what's going to be happening with the economy, inflation, interest rates. When it comes down to a small percentage of your money to hedge against inflation and crisis taking place, gold may be a good investment for you. We looked at GoldCo. We looked at a lot of different folks. We talked to people that work with these guys. We like what they have to do. I, myself, like to do business with companies like this. If you want to get into the gold uh, investment yourself, give these guys a call. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner. 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over a billion dollars in gold and silver. By viewers of yours could get up to $10,000 in free silver and a free one-ounce silver Ronald Reagan coin with a qualified order. Call them 855-594-2758, 855-594-2758, or... Go to goldcore.com forward slash pbdgoldcore.com forward slash pbdrob. Let's put the link below. So let me go back. That's
4: a lot of free silver. Are you serious? Yeah. Giving it. Yeah. Jeez. You want some of that? I would love (laughs) some of that. Come and get it, baby. I love
1: some Come and get it, baby. I'm a Persian who loves gold. Is that a we'll surprise? It's never happened I bet before. I, mean, I bet at your house you have like those lions that are like fountains, right? That kind of stuff. Do no. you
2: know what? I you don't. No. You don't? No. I married a white
1: girl from Texas. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. My kids are like yeah, oh, yeah. half and half. Because white girls from Texas don't love status symbols. No, no, they, no. They, no. They, don't, they don't like lions like that. <laughs> yeah. with the gold there are all. some places, though, in Texas. I, where you're right. Island like, Park,
2: I've been to those places where you see lions, but they're white. They're white. Yes, they're not gold lines. And is like $300,000. Middle are gold lines. White are, you know, white lines in Hollywood. By the way, first time I moved to uh, 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 Dallas and I'm in Highland Park. We're having dinner at one of the restaurants there. And the lady says, you know, what, Dallas is one of the most vain cities in the world. Yes. Really? She so says, you want to do any kind of sur- surgery, augmentation, this, Botox, this may be the number one city for doing any kind of cosmetic surgery. Dallas? That's Dallas for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Specifically, Highland Park,
1: by the way. Yeah. You end up leaving there looking like Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a milk right there. Buddy. Hey, well, nah. I don't know. We're using that term loosely. Don't be disrespecting We're milk using something.
2: that term loosely.
1: Just like the skin. Don't forget, don't forget right. to do the neck if you're doing your. Yeah. It's Stifler's mom. Yeah. Respect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By was, the way, I was I, I was friends. With oh her. come on! That's not. You're bringing that up to the audience. I look like it. That's not. Like, no 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 <laughs> no. no, no. Yeah. Pull her up from White Lotus. Then you'll get a really yeah, good view of
2: what she up. looks like now. <laughs> so so let's go back to it. So. Steven, what's, so uh, the question is, one, you don't need to do it, but yeah. you're choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're recruiting talent mm-hmm. and you know now know what Daily Wire's contract is, because you've gone directly with them, yeah. you now know what Fox's contract is. You now know what Blaze's yeah. contract is. You, you kind of got experience of the top guys in the marketplace, how yeah. they do. So that kind of gives you an edge to say, we don't want to do it this way. We don't want to do it that way. Here's what we're going to do. So my open-ended question for you will be the following. Assume a lot of people that love your stuff are watching this, and their talent. They may want to come and run with you, okay? Yeah. And they may want to say, okay, Stephen, let's come run with you. Here's what we want to do. What are some things a talent is going to get from teaming up with you that they may not get
1: at other places? Well, here's the deal. It's uh, and he's obviously so you, Gerald is CEO. I've had several conversations like uh, this recently. Yes, with oh, talent. You need to be closer to the microphone. Right? Yeah, right? no, no, no. Get I'll, in there like it's
4: lean no. in. <laughs> in. Yeah,
1: uh, but yeah. I will say this. You know, uh, having experience with okay with stand-up, It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. When you're doing stand-up, right? When you start out, you're starting doing whatever it was like when I was. Oh, you're, you're middling, you yeah. know, doing. I mean, sorry. When you're on the road, you're being paid. You're getting yeah. a few hundred dollars to middle to mm-hmm. right to feature, and then if you're a headliner, you know, you might get fifteen hundred dollars for the whole weekend yep. and then you reach a certain point where you're doing these venues they give you a minimum guarantee okay so this is not reinventing the wheel the minimum guarantee doesn't matter if your your aunt your uncle and your dad show up right mm-hmm. or you say you know what lower that guarantee and i'll take a higher percentage of the gate mm-hmm. uh so when i do live shows i say like give me basically the closest you can to no guarantee and the highest percentage of the gate that's all it is it's a sliding scale you always need to have upside to be incentive mm-hmm. yeah. uh, incentivized and especially when they're content creators you always need to have some ownership and autonomy in the realm of comedy. Um, or some people want more of a guarantee. So this side is more of an employee. This side is basically you're doing a revenue split and depending what it is that you want or need if it's production, if it's editing, if it's social media, that changes the percentage. You can bet on yourself, get a higher percentage of the gate, or we also have options where there's a higher minimum guarantee. It's not reinventing it. This is how it works in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. The only place it doesn't work that way is in uh, you know that I've experienced is in the right-wing uh, the right-wing media sphere. It's it's very bizarre. It's an anomaly. So so
2: it's interesting what you're saying if I'm reading this correctly I've ran a insurance company now for you know 13 years going on 14 years and I've been in the insurance industry for 20 years I start off with Morgan Stanley Morgan Stanley gave me a salary plus commission I made the least money with Morgan Stanley Dean Witter because they gave me a salary so my commission was like this mm. Then I went to Trans <laughs> Trans gave me a commission like this with zero salary. I love how he says trans gave me this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Someone's trans- gonna trans- America. Yeah. Trans- yeah. America. Somebody's gonna somebody cut that shut. Sure. Somebody's gonna cut that clip. Came over Trans They're America. WFG. Pat, up there. Pat, Pat, you, were just Pat you Set me up. Seriously. Oh, you, you made some comments earlier about I, Kobe, right? Was like he was like he's like <laughs> Kobe, you know, he would be ice cold. I'm yeah. like, did he just say that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> You have, you, have to have a, you have
2: to have a degree to understand the last joke he just gave, but if there's <laughs> levels to this. This guy's a, a little too brilliant for...
1: I don't think you need a degree to understand what assuming room temperature <laughs> means. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So here, go, going back to the question. So it, it, Trans
2: America, to be exact. Don't do it again. <laughs> oh, you like that, buddy? This, this is, you like this that? Is, this is it. Is this what you want me to do right Trans here? Is that what it is? You're too professional. In, in, in LA, LA the internet's a horrible in place. In LA, this yeah. would be a, a gang. Just so yeah. you know, in LA, yeah. this is a gang. So yeah. So so they pay commission. Then mm-hmm. we go. We start our own company and same thing. Okay, it's commission based. Here's how it works. Go do your thing. The upside is big. Mm-hmm. You can make tens of millions. But at the same time, you got to do the work, you got to go out there, and you got to do this, you got to do that. Right. This attracts a certain set of talents where your skill set as an operator has to be being a kink maker, okay? Mm-hmm. Where a person like a Daily Wire or a Fox, their model isn't necessarily to be a kink maker, they attract kinks. Meaning, Daily Wire didn't build Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is a kink. Yeah. They recruited a kink that went and joined Daily Wire, right? Fox News didn't build Beck, didn't build you, didn't build Tucker, didn't build O'Reilly, didn't build a lot of these guys. Now, some may say, "Well, they certainly didn't build me."
1: Yeah. I was—I would say I had great people at Fox, yeah. but I was constantly they were like, "You can't say that." I'd be like, "What?" They'd like, "Could you put on a jacket?" I'm like, "Wow." Well, <laughs> it just—they kept wanting me to change, and it, it just wasn't the right so, fit. But, I was
2: 21, but that—but that's the point, though. So, is your plan? Hmm to kind of whoever comes and joins you and runs with you guys, that you're going to share with them the tricks to the game that worked for you. So it's almost like, and I don't know if you follow basketball or sports or not, where the Golden State Warriors were like, yeah, we're not going to go put a super team together, bring this guy, bring that guy. Let's draft. Let's bring in Steph Curry. Let's bring in Clay. Let's bring in Draymond. Let's build these guys up and boom, let's win four championships. Is your plan to recruit more greenies? No. Are you guys also willing to pay the $5, $10 million to recruit some
1: big names? Well, I would say actually, like, for example, with Daily Wire yeah. or even like The Blaze, yeah. um, Jordan Peterson's an exception. He really is an exception. It was very recent that they brought in someone like him because, yeah, he is a king. He's an unbelievably talented mm-hmm. uh, and has an unbelievable audience. I mean, if you go back to Fox News, right, you're going back a while, like Sean Hannity after 9-11. I think he was out of Atlanta. Then he became nationally syndicated. They brought him in. Bill O'Reilly was inside edition. Beck, before that, had a huge radio show, and he was on, um, I think it was HLN. So what they would do is bring in people who were kind of that middle tier, and then they were more of a platform to kind of be a springboard. But what you see with a lot of them is when they leave Fox, uh, their podcasts don't really work that well, right? Because this isn't just sort of a passive viewership. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. there are some, some folks, yeah. you know, That's hard. But li- listen. Well, because you don't, ha- don't have people telling you that exactly. this is who you want to watch. Dude, people uh-huh. are tuning into you because you're interested, yeah. not because you have, you know, a giant crane yeah. cam and a crotch camera yeah. with a see-through yeah. desk <laughs>
2: Did you shave your legs, Steven? Did you do this? Fix your hair? Do the makeup? Yeah. I just I went probably, the way God made one me. One of the things, yeah. if the audience is watching this, I was very impressed to see. He came with a makeup girl that did his makeup for 45 minutes before he pop. his podcast. Yeah. So it was very beautiful. impressive. How, yeah. <laughs> you know, the hair, somebody was fixing yes. your hair in the back. I'm and you, thought, you, you thought
1: the syringes were for black hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was just
2: <laughs> botulism. <laughs> So so going back to that, do, do, I, I had a couple guys here. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to uh, – uh, uh, anyway, some of the guys from Fox News. And they said to me, let me tell you, this is Murdoch, but let me tell you the magic behind Roger Rails. I said, what's that? He was a kink maker, okay? I said, tell me more. He says he knew how to get somebody to – Poke him here, push him here, challenge him here, show him this, take this angle, think about doing this, think about showing the place. He was a kingmaker, so he know how to do that. Yeah, is your game plan to go from being a talent to want to be a kingmaker?
1: That, well, that's a l- long term. Here's here's the thing. Yeah. long term, right? You know what I'm asking? Yeah, you, right? long term. There's okay. no bench. Like So I said this uh, a long time ago, where I I would love to retire. And I don't mean necessarily be uh like less P. Diddy, like more Suge Knight, like dangling vanilla ice outside of a balcony, you know? Where if I want to move, uh, Suge <laughs> Knight. Right Death Row. Yeah. I saw a guy today walking with a Death Row Records shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to say, hey, Death Row. But then I, I don't really know the city that well. He could be like, shut up, you know, shoot me. I have no idea. <laughs> But if you want um, no, a city allied. called the Liberty, he's in Liberty City. Yes, not okay. here. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Um, so uh, yeah, so I would I I would love to retire and eventually produce content more. But there's re- there really can be no next show like mine, you know, ladder with Crowder, unless there's an environment where it can exist. And if you have to be in an environment where you have to play ball with these, you know, these big tech, yeah. effectively, I mean, you could say, do a tripopoly, Really, you're really talking about three companies. It can't happen. It can't happen. There cannot be a show. I mean, Gerald and I talk about this all the time. I can't imagine what our show would look like if we had to be uh, advertiser friendly, let alone never be suspended on YouTube. Yeah. Like we just decided to forego the money. And by the way, I don't really care so much about the revenue on YouTube. We've talked about this. But once we were demonetized, you know, that was a Vox um, They stopped counting our subscribers. So the number would be about 12 to 15 million subscribers in the main channel. And what we had was, for years, I was monetized uh, the channel, and we were gaining between 120 to 250 thousand subscribers every single month. I think our lowest month in that period was 80, and our highest might have been close to like 300. Then we were in de- a moni- month. In a month, yeah. Every and every month was over 100 something thousand. The average was 130 something like that. Something like that, yeah. Then we Same. were demonetized. Yeah. The Vox had apocalypse because they couldn't remove us because we didn't violate any policies. Yeah. Right. You see Susan Wojcicki, who was talking at the Recode conference, saying like, sorry, it's not really hate speech, but we'll create a new rule of borderline content. So the second word you monetized, boom, we were down to 10,000, at most 30,000 mm-hmm. subscribers a month because you can't find us in browse. If you search my name and the title of the video, you'll find something else. Someone screwed up at Google, YouTube, and accidentally re-monetized us. Was it for like four months? Three or four months. Three yeah. or four months. We're like, what? Boom. Hundred thirty to two hundred thousand average per month again, wow. demonetized wow. down to ten or thirty. And here's the reason why is because it's an, right. It's a finances game. Of course, YouTube wants to migrate people toward advertiser content and then of course they want you to play ball and say by the way you need to be advertiser friendly don't talk about the trans thing don't talk about the election don't talk about the vaccines and then when you have conservatives saying hey you know what we want to make sure we keep making this revenue from youtube think about that when people say and i used to be a libertarian you know until I, i i grew out of it and i would still be considered more libertarian than most conservatives But it's not a free – it's not about a private company doing what they want when these people enjoy benefits, uh, both both, uh, as far as policy, as far as taxes, from the government, Section 230, right? When they're protected, they use the law when it's convenient, and then they violate the law when it's not convenient, and they use that to engineer the kind of content not only that you see but that is on there. So, yeah, we kind of said, okay, well, we'll decide like rather than 12, 15 million, but not being able to discuss anything, yeah. we'll have to build it the hard way. It is a very, very difficult slog. That's what bothered me was the lack of access to new people, right? If you have a storefront that's always boarded up, it's really hard to generate new customers. And it's the same thing. It's hard to generate new viewers. The viewership that we have on the show is almost 100% from people who bookmark it and check it every day. Wow. So the suggestions for you is not that high. I think it was less than 2%. Le- suggestions is less than 2%. Browse, search, suggested. They were in single digits, all of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy
4: sh! They probably suggest people watch something else other than our show. But wow. you, yeah, probably but you. By the way,
2: you, you, know, you know what is you – know <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if I – well, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's yeah. going to be the yeah, thumbnail. Be a, with that, yeah? I mean, come on. Who's not watching? <laughs> <laughs> but, but By the way, so, so going back to that, I bet if, if you were to show the data on what happened with dates – that
1: would be an interesting thing to look at. We could at. probably, hey, could someone watch it? We could probably send them to you right now. Oh, if, if we, you have your guy reach out, we could send you at least a before and after. I the would games. love to see that data to
2: just show it. If you can, I don't know who in your communication with, if you want to send them
4: a... I think you had an email earlier setting up some of the tech stuff. Those guys might... Gerald, do you have your phone you. with you? Yeah, I do. They can, can, you, can text it to me too if I... if I can Okay, if you, wanna, if
3: you want to... If can text it to me, I can get it up on the screen. Fantastic. So
4: let me go to the next question, which is
2: all within the same topic. Um, so there's a difference when I went from being an employee to a salesperson. It sucked because I had a warm salary. Now I don't. Right. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. Okay. Yeah. Then you go from salesperson, you learn how to close. Then you become a sales leader. You're teaching other people how to learn how to sell. Let me tell you, it's very annoying. Yeah. Very annoying. You have to have the pace. How do you not understand? Use this script. If I can do this, they couldn't do it. All right. So you got to be patient because it takes a long time. So then I went from being a sales leader to CEO. I sucked as a CEO. So I go in. and I'm like, I have to find out what it is. Being a business owner is different than a CEO, right? Sure. So for you, do you really, as a, as a talent, like I, I used to sit there and watch a lot of the guys I was in business with who were very, very good. These people I respected. Till today, I respect for what they built. Why did they never go start their own companies? And I would ask them, you're very good. Why didn't you go start your own company, deal with compliance, deal with all that stuff? Why, why don't you just why don't you stay put? He says, I don't want that life. Yeah. So talent, think about O'Reilly. Think about Hannity. Think about Tucker. Think about, uh, you know, I can give you a bunch of these names. Think about, on the other side, Cuomo, Tapper, Maddow, Cooper. Think about all of these guys. Why did they never go and say, I'm going to start my own company? Okay. Mm -hmm. And and then let's go on the podcast side because you may say, What's the difference reading a teleprompter? You know, and and today you see their eyes going like this the entire time. Okay. He's reading a teleprompter. Okay. A lot of people, this is hard. What you do is very hard to keep people's attention. A hundred thousand people's attention. You did one for 16 hours. I don't know what it was. 16 hours, yeah. 16 hour life. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So do you really, as a, creative want to go into dealing with talent and telling them and giving them tips on how to build and manage
1: other... Oh, i'm you not really going to tell them what to that? do that's you... the thing i'm not going to tell them and, and here's the thing that's different yeah it is different uh well that's also why he's ceo yeah
4: because,
1: <laughs> now it's been a company i've been running a company for a very long time you know, have 20 something employees I, yeah. that's why i've, I've owned Lotto's Craft. are you co Is
2: it going to be co ceo model like like uh ben shapiro and jeremy where ben is the talent and Jeremy's more like the day-to-day CEO? I don't
1: know what their inner workings are.
2: Well, based on what I've heard, I don't either, by the
1: way. <laughs> Just so you know, a lot of people... They had money, guys. You know, we don't have that. That's the difference. Is we right. don't have... like we yeah. That's one thing, too. We've never taken a dime of seed money. We've always made it back, literally within the first quarter. Explain why that's
2: important. The fact that... What is the difference if they do... Because some people may say, well, you know, I know you're saying something, Stephen, but the fact that Ben and uh, Jeremy and those guys have money from those oil guys that I think it's like the fracking, the, uh, yeah. fracking guys that got the $3.5 billion and they're funding it and Here's 50 yeah. million, 100 million 300 million whatever they're doing, so they can go get the bigger guys, right? Yeah. What's wrong with that? What is uh, no? There's
1: nothing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with. It. Well, I should say this: we do have technically seed money. It's you. It's Mug Club, right? We're, we're not yeah. funded by a foreign caliphate like the Young Turks, you know, in some way. And I'm mm-hmm. partially joking. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have you know oil baron money. We have uh, people. That's it. We don't have a lot of sponsors either. And by the way, 100% of the sponsors wanted to come because we always make sure that they get more value than they pay for. You know, in this you know this in this industry, right? There's a lot of paying for views and downloads yep. that don't really happen. Yep. So for us, we we go to them, and the way we've con, uh, structured contracts is, okay, if you don't you know if you if you don't like what we do, because we don't do libraries, we do these really weird commercials sometimes that get a little get a little off the off the beam. So if you don't like it just don't just don't pay for it and then like we we don't need to do this. We think you're going to like it. 100% of the time they do. But you have to coach those people creatively, right? It used to be, for example, Gerald remembers this. I was I would be yelling on the phone with billionaires. I'd be like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about." Where I had people come in when I had hit, I think half a million subscribers. They said, "You know, free is the enemy of premium." Because at that point, we had built a lot of subscribers. I said, well, you don't understand. It's free. It's an advertising venue. It reaches people. And rather than tricking people into paying, you provide value added. And people will pay because they want to support right, you. Right. Sometimes people go, well, hold on a second. I'm paying. And um, basically, the show is out there for free. And all of these sponsors are on here, whether it's 4, 5, 10. You know, and, and they go, usually, it used to be at one point in time, we would pay. So that it would be ad free. They go, what am I paying for? We've always tried to make it really, really clear and provide value added. Now, as far as... Um, with content, with talent, um, I'm not going to tell them what to do at all. Like they, they, yeah. they can do what they want because these are people who I believe provide value added. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then they can go on their merry way and take their subscribers with them. Like there's there's no it's
4: exclusivity, completely unique in this industry. Like there's nobody out there in the, the conservative space that is doing something like that. And essentially. Yeah. We just kind of got thrown into this a little bit, looking at all the contracts going, gosh, is everybody really doing stuff like this that just really doesn't value the creator, doesn't value the audience the way that we think you should? And then saying, we can probably do something better. And really, the better is just giving people the opportunity to be creators, the opportunity he was never given in some of those previous roles. Like, hey, we want you to fit this mold right. for us. We want you to do it this way. I'm telling creators like, look, you've already started to kind of have some success. That's great. That's fantastic. Why don't you come and add more value to our viewers and bring your viewers with you? Add more value to them as well. Yeah. Right. So that, it's just a different model where we don't have to. And go back to your question on the money. If it's your money versus somebody else's money, that's different, right? You, you put a, a different work ethic behind every dollar that you have that is on the line no versus somebody, else, somebody it. Yeah. else's. It doesn't mean you don't value it, but yeah. also there's different interest in it. They're going to be able to dictate a little bit more what happens if you have other people's money. In yep. it. I have investors in my other business. I have a wine business. And, of course, those guys want to see a return. And if things aren't going the way that they should go and maybe yep. I've made all the calls, they're going to say, hey, you need to make different calls or we need a different you in that role. Plus, they're
1: the usually calls. drunk. Well, that's
4: why I chose wine <laughs> business.
1: <laughs> it's hard to be mad in the wine there, business. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Everyone's very happy.
1: No, but that's also why Gerald, you know, when we were looking at this, I was because for the longest time, right, I'd get to this point. Well, you know, with like contracts, we have a certain period you're allowed to renegotiate. And often contracts are framed, but that's a very short period of time. Yeah, And then i would be under the gun, where I still have always owned everything, but I'm like, ah, this isn't really something that I want to do, uh, or I don't want to do it this way, where Gerald said, hey, look, what if you were to do this? And suggested something similar to what we're doing. And I turned to him and I said, Gerald, you know I can't do that. And he said, unless I go full time. Because he knows that I can't manage the sales and also do a show every day, which, you know, for every hour people see, it's four hours of prep just for me. I mean, we have to be right on the research. We make all of our research publicly available, every single reference. It's like a bibliography, uh, and we post it every single day. Yeah. And then we also, you know, we have to do these sketches. We have to, you know, we have punch, we have photoshops, we have guests. We, it's, it's very, it's more of a television show than a radio show mm-hmm, online. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of the only one um, in that vein, and uh, that takes a lot of work. And one thing I will say is you said that you weren't. A good, did you say not a good CEO or not a good sales trainer? I, I was not in 2014. Okay. In 2013. I was not a good CEO yet. So here's the thing. I'm the one thing I will say, the only thing that I'm really decent with in business is, you know, the old Wayne Gretzky quote. He was mentioning basketball, the Canadian and me. I'm like, let's go to hockey. No one knows. <laughs> um, you missed 100%. No, uh, yeah, no, no. Not that yeah. one where he said, don't go where the puck is, go where the puck's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always been pretty good at understanding where the puck is going to be. Beyond that, I have always had a problem and a struggle with, uh, managing people who aren't like me, and you're probably this way, right, as a self-starter. Sometimes, like, the people I've just, we've worked with for forever, like, the retention rate is insane with some of these people, are people who you go, hey, I need to get this done, they go, great, and they find a way to do it, I'm results-oriented. There are some people who need to be managed more, and then they'll get upset if they feel like they're being micromanaged. The people who I've worked with really well are people who are self I don't necessarily know how to manage people who aren't similar to me. I'm a creative type, Gerald's good at that, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where we're at the point now he's been working part-time. He's been on the show. We were just talking about how—because he has a great radio voice. He used to come on and talk about (laughs) theology and uh, 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 Christian apologetics, and then he would be in that second chair, uh, and, and he's always run a business, and we've always wanted to make sure that we could maintain a friendship but then it got to a point where it's undeniable where he would see me kind of getting just buried. Like, I just don't have oh, time no to do way. all of
4: this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way to do it. And I think you kind of alluded to it. We A lot of people think, oh, guys, you guys have been off for, what, 10 weeks or something like that no, right now. Is. We've been shooting like nonstop, oh, gosh. it seems. Shooting like crazy, writing like all these different ideas. Like all of that takes an incredible amount of time and to run a business on top of that and to kind of handle – I mean, the fires that you have to put out in this industry, especially when you have a target on your back like he does, it's it's just it drains you. And so we had to build some infrastructure up with personnel and just making sure we had people in the right places, made some new hires, got the team expanded. Because creators not only want a good contract, right? They want to keep their subscribers. They want to know who they are. Like, God forbid, you, have to, you get to know who the people that are paying you money are when you work for some of these people. They wanted to have the ability to not have to deal with all the back end, like editing and all the other promotional stuff. And people saying, can you just help me with monetization? Like, I I know how to create good content, but I don't know all of these different things. It's kind of like dentists. Mm -hmm. You can go get a loan from a bank right now being a dentist fresh out of dental school. They'll give you money left and right. And then everybody, the financial services people, are right behind the dentist when they go in because they know they know their craft. They don't know how to run a business right, and make money. That's what a lot of these creators are doing. They know how to do it. But they just don't know how to run the you're, business. You're so. right.
2: By the way, dentists don't – you know
4: a lot of
2: – They're notorious
4: for it. I knew a girl. She had just graduated. Yeah. She had just gotten – she was like, you're never going to get a loan. And she goes, oh, yeah, the bank was ready to give me like 150000 <laughs> I was what? I'm trying oh, yeah. to start my business. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got a model First that's proven all, over seven yeah. years. Most
2: doctors <laughs> have no clue what to do Not with their money. They're clueless yeah. with money. You go to the house. They're making 600000 year, You think they have everything on – no, nothing, nothing, they be, and the reason is because everybody thinks they know it all because their name is what doctor. <laughs> so the challenge is, yeah. you're a great content creator, but it's different managing con- managing talent. So uh, and I and you said he would be doing some of the stuff. If they're wired like you, it is what it is. But here's the question: So what's the what's the vision of the company? If you were to say our vision is to dot dot dot, what would the vision
1: of the company be? Well, I would say it's not my vision. That's the thing. It is the vision of we in this industry, you know. You always owe somebody, right? And I, uh, so, my first job ever, I don't really talk uh, a lot about me or my kind of history on the show, but a lot of people know this was this kid's show Arthur on PBS, uh, an aardvark, and he has like a pet dog, uh, and his best friend's a bunny. You were was, the voice at 12, right? Was, or something like at that. At 12, yeah, yeah I was the voice of the brain who was yeah. a bear, yeah. a black bear. I had to do a, the Kwanzaa song for christmas the christmas special <laughs> drugs clearly involved in this idea and uh that Not was the first thing i ever did i'd been doing like extra work before that <laughs> started doing stand-up in my mid-teens which took me kind of full yeah there you go yeah That's i was cool. so ah. bad too at the kwanzaa rap because i was embarrassed i, th- I was 12 years old and i looked up kwanzaa and they're like i had to go on there and say uh, you know and uh, what's his name Karenga, the kwanzaa founder and i turned to the uh, the vocal director i said do you mean ron everett I was 12. I said, you mean Ron Everett, the guy who beat women with soldering irons and poured bleach in their mouths and is a wanted sex (laughs) offender in Los Angeles? Like, we're putting this alongside Christmas and Hanukkah? And you're saying this at 12 At 12, at
0: 12. Oh so we, you knew You were going to be This type of person <laughs> I was fired at 13 <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So Happy Bar Mitzvah. People knew yeah. This yeah. was coming yeah. Exactly <laughs> Talking about Kwanzaa here, The face of Kwanzaa right? Yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly Well, See now I'd have to apologize That'd be Black Bear Face Your Black Bear Face Black Bear Face, yeah, Black right Bear face. Oh my oh, god But to be fair It was also really bad Where they had me do Like four or five rap verses Oh god And it was so bad I was so embarrassed That they just added In background singers Hey come together <laughs> now It's I'm like hey, They're missing four of my verses Oh my god That's so funny um, On purpose So well, that's what I you know I started with doing that uh, and I'm, I'm trying to go back to your question now I've got uh, gotten off on for oh, the vision yeah so you always owe somebody yeah and the same thing right even when you start out and like when you're doing stand-up, it's kind of my you, the beauty of stand-up comedy is you get to see these microcosms right like I'm sure you've had hell gigs where you have these like I had one guy one time try to pay me in, in Coke. Oh <laughs> have you ever had that? I've had that and I've had the guy go amen. I don't got all the
0: money. We had to drive to the projects for him to sell drugs. Yeah. get money. Yeah, exactly. For me to get fucking okay. Paid.
1: So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm, I don't do. To dr- to I hour. don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. he said, well, you'll sell it, make more money. I said, no, I don't do drugs. Yeah. like who do I? Who, do you want me to make the call right now <laughs> to the authorities? Or? So you experience these things because you owe, right? And then you owe somebody in the industry, or you have to do somebody a favor. We do owe. We owe entirely Mug Club, I and mean, that's why we have this massive paying subscribership because they are investing their dollar. Uh, Really, it's this simple. They think we're fighting for them. They think most conservatives are fighting for them. And they're disenchanted and they feel like there aren't people who represent their viewpoint. You know, I've been in this industry for a long time, both on the sort of secular, the entertainment side and then the conservative side. But I didn't grow up like we didn't have Fox News in Canada. We really didn't have AM radio. Occasionally I could pirate like Rush Limbaugh. um, I think like Dennis Prager uh, from Plattsburgh, New York, when I'd be in Montreal. Uh, But I did grow up watching Letterman. Right. I did I did grow up watching Conan. Uh, the, John Stossel was a big influence, where I found out I was conservative before I even knew what that Stossel. was, when he would yeah, do yeah. Give Me a Break on TGIF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had him on
3: the show mm-hmm. multiple times. Oh,
1: Great I love guy. how he always, when yeah. he gets a little persnickety, and he like, talks to you like you're 12, like, mm, yeah. you say that, but you're yeah. investing in gold. And like, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he spoke He spoke like that to me for two hours. Oh, did yeah. so? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so, Adam, you say yeah. this, but really, you're here on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he was brilliant. He's really a, a sharp guy. For sure. Uh, so that was my influence. And I sat around and I would go, well, there's nothing there for me. There isn't for me. When you look at at that point, you have every single late night show. You have every single comedy show and entertainment show. Every single one was left and no one on the right was really actively trying it. And they were actively telling you that it wouldn't work at some point you owe. So I sat out and I just said, I'm going to do what it is that I would like to watch, where people told me there weren't enough people out there like me. And then that ended up being the audience and then eventually Mug Club. And those are the people we owe. So the vision is you are investing in us to entertain and to fight for you. Well, that's what we're able to do without the shackles that a lot of other people come with. So we- so there's so there's not really a um, – there's not really
2: a – okay, so you know Daily Wire is going to be watching this tonight. So, you, And I know you can't say yes or no, but they're watching this, okay? And – they're watching to size you up. They're watching to see if you guys are going to be able to compete with them or not. The world of competition is very brutal. And yeah. they, you know that. I don't need to tell you any of that. They're watching it. And by the way, if, whether they're going to say they watch it or not, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, did you watch it now? No, no. I not not. I bet, you know, so well, a true competitor, which they are, they'll be watching this. Now, right. here's a question. If, if the vision is like that, So it's not like you guys are here saying we're going to build one of the largest media companies and be able to do X, Y, Z and fight the fight against the, you know, the uh, woke, the establishment, what they're doing. We're going to do our part and we're going to build a company that's going to be able to go out there and fight for the average conservative in America for the values and principles that we have. And by doing so, we're going to be able to build a multi-billion dollar company to do movies, documentaries, shows. That's not the vision. That's not what you're selling. Or is that?
1: No, that's that's not. But here's here's the big difference. So, for example, you can bring in someone who's, let's say, is immensely talented, like a world class stand up comedian. Some right. people who we're working with. Okay, you can bring them in and say, by the way, or a documentary filmmaker who, yeah, we have some, we've some yeah, people, so different well. people who we and we'll be making the, probably tomorrow there might be some announcements as far as you know you have tentative agreements yeah, and sure, official of agreements, yeah, but yeah. there'll be at least twice the content starting march 20th okay and eventually it'll be triple it'll be quadruple as long as no one has to compromise what the, what it is they believe but we don't bring in for example a world-class stand-up comedian and uh, say you need to do a daily show that you don't want to do and then a documentary we say hey you're looking to do a special let us give you a a, a tailwind. Let us be the winner of your sales for that special. You're a comedian. Be the best comedian you can be. We're not trying to fit them into a box. And then if a documentary filmmaker comes in and says, hey, I want to make this film. It's going to cost X hundred thousand or X million dollars to produce it. We don't go, okay, you can do that, but you have to do ABC XYZ for us to fund that we say okay great be the best documentary filmmaker that you can be the issue is there really is no platform out there where people can be exactly who they are without certain strings attached that may not be by the way with any malicious intent but it ends up having the same net result where it becomes very very homogenous you and I both know this on the conservative like there's a reason it's really easy for the left to say Look, they're boring. It's a bunch of a uh, bunch of well, Tucker Carlson like on CNN Crossfire days with a bow tie. It's a yeah. it's a Tucker Carlson yeah. lookalike uh, mm-hmm. convention, right? This this is this is your conservative movement where it all looks and sounds Who the same. Who that though?
2: But who's everyone that? on
1: the left? I mean, how? Here's here's the the best most effective attack that someone on the left can do. Okay, yeah. and we'll get this sometimes. We'll be on the show and like you just mentioned, Anderson Cooper, right. Or sometimes like Chris Cuomo, yeah. Where you just run the clip, and that's it. The setup is its own punchline because it's so bad it doesn't require commentary. That happens a lot from people on the right where if you're – maybe some people go, I really like what they're saying. So they don't realize how it comes across maybe to someone who's just looking for the content side of it. And you'll see the left often. They'll just run something and go, all right, there you go, and they'll move on. You think so? Not all the you, not all you, the time, you, but sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it, because like, okay. So what There's do you? There's a say? reason they put together
2: reels, hit reels for us, like Fox. So, listen, I'm not <laughs> an owner on Fox. I don't own shares. I, I look you know. I watch what uh, Russell Brand did. Yes, two days, three days ago on uh, what do you call it? Bill, Bill Maher, and he called out that, that MSNBC person, that and he perfect. was stuck. So, bam, 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 bam. Well, you tell me. You know, you keep calling out the Fox. News, but how about you guys? What have you done? Look at yourself. He So tell me one thing that we've done that. that uh, he says you're serious. You want me to talk about Joe Rogan? I'm talking about that. So yeah. and, and it was so embarrassing. I don't. You saw? I'm assuming you saw this. Story. Yeah, actually, yeah. I
1: don't know if I can. Uh, I think I'll because I'm in Florida. Be doing a show tomorrow. Oh, fantastic, Brand, And then like Lex Friedman, like I said, I'm this is I'm doing press for a couple of weeks right okay. before we. Phenomenal. Do yeah.
2: So yeah. so himself when he comes. To, so so then t- even Bill Maher was almost uncomfortable. Like oh, okay, like let's just slow down. Well, no, no, it's really also far. Fuck- Meaning, there was a moment where the left could do that with the right, but some are saying, Fox could come up right now and say, listen, we are the King Kongs today. Yeah. Number one comedy, Greg Gutfield is doubling Kimmel and Fallon combined. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's data. They'll say that. They'll say Tucker is, what, 2.6, 2.7 million, and number two is what? They'll say... Out of the top 20 shows, we have the blah, 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 blah okay? you yeah. look at the bottom down Lemon, where he's at. These things you've heard, I've sure. heard, we see the data, and it's very easy for them to take the shot the way they do, right? You're like Joe Rogan, oh, you want to talk as much crap as you want to talk about Joe Rogan? 11 million an episode, that one, you know, data that came out with the podcast, I don't know if you remember, this was like a year ago, maybe nine months ago yeah. when it came out. Everybody was silenced. Hey, here's how much this came. Yeah. So, so the Fox could throw their weight around and say, yeah, you guys can say whatever you want. We are still Kicking everyone's ass, gut-filled, Tucker, this that they can push their weight around. Sure. The only the only
1: thing I'm asking from you is I hope they do. Yeah, no, I, I hope they do, and I hope they start you know uh, supporting real like conservative causes and candidates. And a lot of people see Fox News as Republican, not so much. Cons- I'm not I'm not a Fox News Republican. I'm a I'm a traditional conservative. What's the difference? Uh, well, the difference, for example, would be if you look at the way they treated certain candidates. Uh, I mean, for example, if you look at like what happened with Kerry Lake and the, question, the loaded questions that they would ask, the same thing where if you look at the way they would treat Donald Trump, the same thing if you look when I was there and Mitt Romney, it was kind of a coronation. Uh, the same thing if you look at some of the topics that they'll cover, whether it's covering, you know, the gender bender that's going on with bathrooms like some a lot of the time. I know that I would tune into it and it doesn't represent what it is that I believe or certainly I should say not the entirety of it. Um, and a lot of conservatives feel that way. Mm. Certainly a lot of conservatives after the election. Um, there's one thing to say, like, look. The lawsuits were terrible, and of course they were. Like, we were on there reading the amicus briefs. It's another thing to say, anyone who thinks that there was an issue going on with the election is crazy. And I'm not, by the way, not everyone is the same there. Like, Tucker is very different from someone like a Greg Gutfeld, who's very different from, uh, I don't necessarily know all the other. All Laura other Ingram. There. Laura and Ingram. Hannity. Right. And yeah, everyone has different Judge points of Jeanine view. Judge and yeah. Judge Janine. Yeah. On, yeah. I had done uh, her show quite a bit on the weekend. She's actually, she's a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun to hang out with. She's she's, she, she carries a stick. Yeah. When she yeah. goes out, she's not afraid she's to. No but here's the thing. I don't see it as competition because our viewership isn't 74. It's not a 74-year-old. <laughs> and, and I'm not just saying that's a slate. That is the median viewership. At it, it might yeah. be 72 now. It's not now. that high, though, is it? It's in the 70s. I know it's in the 60s. It's that high? It's in the 70s. Holy moly. Mar- Let's call it 65. Sure. 28, He's still, senior 28. Citizens, Yeah, 28 years old. And not that yeah. we don't target young people. To give you an idea, a lot, this, is this is kind of what you were saying about, I
3: see where the puck is going, not where it is now. Well, it's that's not that's where the puck is
1: going. It's just it's who I am. And so I'm yeah. able to speak to that group of people. The issue is I think you need to reach all of them. The problem is mm-hmm. it was never profitable to reach younger people. Yeah. And that's why the median demo just got older and older and older and older because it's a lot harder. To get a bunch of 20- and 30-year-olds to tune in, it's much, much more difficult Mm -hmm. than to uh, have the current conservative base tune in. So it's not the same thing. And by the way, I hope they reach those people. Look, the baby boomer generation, too, they were incredibly liberal. Flower power turned into one of the most conservative generations of all time. I'm just – I'm the only one saying there isn't only one way to skin a cat Mm -hmm. because I've had to do it and been told that it would never work. And that's what hopefully – we can provide for other people out there who, who feel the same way. There are a lot of people in the industry. And March 20th, you know, people are going to see uh, some of these they're, folks. They're,
2: they're looking forward to it. People have been begging for you to come back for, for a while. You probably we, have a
1: much younger demo than we, Fox News. We
2: we do. Well, and, of course. Um, yeah. um, we're, by the way, you're, what time do you do your show? Is it 11 o'clock that you do your show? Is it uh, when you would? Was it 11 a.m.? Is it, It's 10 a.m. Eastern, right? 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Yeah. I know that because we're 9 to 11 is our show and then I was like oh Steven Crowder and so Sorry. The, no no it's great i didn't mean they, to siphon <laughs> off but, your but the point is the point is that's the amount of influence you've developed now for us you know we're in the space we have a message our audience shows up maybe your audience is slightly different than yours they come because they follow business and we follow yeah. business stories Yeah. it's not necessarily the same thing so it's not i don't like see you as competition no, no.
1: any more than i see fox news or what other people like
2: right. daily wires competition but, but but where i where i'm going with this on on the fox part and what you're saying is um okay so here's a different question for you as somebody that is in talks with a lot of people right now. We're going to be signing some talent, and we want to bring them on board to Valutainment. We're going to be doing that because that's part of what we want to do. We have a vision where Valutainment yeah. wants to go. What could could the, could Daily Wire had really done anything to have kept you? Meaning, you know, some relationships don't work out, yeah, and you're kind of like, dude, like, I really don't want this relationship to work out. <laughs> and we're very good to not make a relationship. You're dating a girl, you're like. Pff. I have a lot of fun with you. We're never going to be married and we're never going to have kids. So let me create a problem. That's hey, brutal. let me tell you. Bam, you know, you come, oh my God, I can't believe you said it. You know what I was thinking about the other day? You know? I was thinking about I was having a fantasy about going and doing this. Oh, I would never could then, oh this this is why I don't think it's gonna work out. It's not you, it's me and a boom, and then you follow. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: How much it's <laughs> a fantasy that involves a parrot, tube of lipstick, three sticks of butter, yeah. trans, yeah. America. Yeah. trans- yeah. America. Trans yeah. America yeah. with yeah. the oh, totally same vision. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's what we call the litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got four sticks of butter in my but, world, but, <laughs> but hey, were you, keep you Were you were you really open to the idea going Daily Wire or not? Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, you were really, and by the way, it wasn't it wasn't just them, just to be clear. There have been a lot of suitors. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, So let me let me me just. Yeah. So
4: we were we were doing the uh, the Nashville show. Right, you were doing stand-up. Oh, at the Ryman, which is at the, what Ryman, used to be the grand Ryman old option. Yeah, and the the whole thing there was like, I, you know, we we had some of the guys were there from Daily Wire, and we knew they were going to be there. we're like, you know, there's just a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Like, I really want to perform well because this after could the be, election stream on Rumble that yeah, week just yeah. was, went crazy. And so he was very much in the mode of like, I really want to perform well. I want to show these guys what kind of stuff we can do in in the live space as well, doing stand-up, and not just on the show, right? So the the answer to that question is yes. Like, the, there wasn't nervous because he was like, I just don't like these guys and I don't want to do anything with them ever. Yeah. It was like, I really want something to be possibly to be able to work out. But he said it many, many, many times. There was just something in there that we've spe- we specifically gone into it that just is a non-starter. All the other terms, all the other stuff you get to, right, in negotiations. That was the thing that I didn't like. It was like, of course you negotiate, yes. But if there's something in there that basically says in this term sheet that you're going to do something that it just it's antithetical to who we are, then No, we can't get past that. Like, that's just something that's never going to work. So that's why he said, look, just take me out of this. Let's just talk about the movement. He's talked about a bench. That's part of the vision of what we're doing. How is there another Steven Crowder in this current age? Will Fox News step up and go into a newer media category and try to reach a younger audience and swing the big stick that they have to do something for the conservative movement? It's bigger than that. bigger than that. Right? Will they stand up and do that? And so when we're looking at it, we're like, well, we don't want to just do this and then kind of ride off into the sunset. We want other people to be able to come up and do this as well, yeah. Because there needs to be more than just Fox News. There needs to be more options for conservatives out there. So you guys do want to build something as big as Fox News, if not bigger.
1: Not as big as Fox News, yeah. Like I've talked about with YouTube, is look, I will build. We will build something that will be as big as it grows to be, provided that we can believe in what it is that we're building. In other words, if it comes to a point where I go, okay, but. We gotta start. We gotta start silencing ourselves and discussing these issues because look at the look at the ten fifteen million we've foregone on YouTube. The minute I find myself making this, I'm done. Can I ask you a question on the money then?
4: Yeah.
3: Um, You know they say everyone has a price. Yeah. And 50 million. No, I'm
4: 50 kidding. million. Okay. Well, I think that was <laughs> no, the that number. was my price. Yeah. One night. On you never heard
1: me time. talk about the money. It no. was 12.5 million in a contract that would go six for an entire production company mm-hmm. with yeah. 110% penalties at minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. 45%. Actually, 65% of which would have been enacted immediately, like could yeah. have been redlined and eliminated, okay? We have 25, 30 employees. We have millions of dollars that we have to pay just in equipment costs and insurance costs, right? The costs Legal, in for us are more. in the few million dollars per year. just to operate the show, and you know, right. doing this, that sounds probably say, just, about right. Yeah. So take twelve. I would 12 put a
2: bigger number with the work that you do. Some yeah, of this it's stuff, a pretty you substantial actually, number. You actually act. You do skits. You do. I mean, it's not like a lot it, of production costs. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to bring yeah, in an
1: entire uh, a one and a half like metric ton of sand to do a Saving Private Ryan pair, Six right? scene. By yeah. the way. We have yeah. to have lawyers on retainer like crazy because some of the shit we do is horrendous. Sorry, can I? So yeah, can I just you can do whatever whatever okay. you just did. I apologize. It's all good. Like sometimes we look back and we go like, oof.
3: Did we do that? But you said that. Whether it's fifty million, you said, even if it a was a billion, no. yeah. that you're, you're 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 ideologically opposed to what was going on with big tech censorship, yeah, everything like that.
1: There's no f- future to believe in
3: if if we do the bidding of big tech. And by the way, so no amount of money. This is a hill you will die. There would be nothing more profitable
1: than me. (laughs) There would be nothing more profitable than me, for example, leaving, getting a bunch of people to sign up for Mug Club right now. Just the people, by the way, who've already entered in their email at Mug Club Forever. There would be no way to make more money than for me to say, sign up, do it for two years, not produce any other shows, Mm. pocket the money, and walk. Or to have done that before. That would be the money play. The money play certainly wouldn't be. Bleeding money to bring in talent, right? To try and produce content. We don't need to do it. What we're really, and this is the challenge we run into, is um, there are very few people who we can bring in who would be, for example, like uh, an exposure benefit for us, but we don't really care. We know that we can be an exposure benefit for them. And there are a lot of good people out there who've had the door slammed in their face. And yeah, I know some of them who've had the door slammed in their face at Fox News at some of these other places because there are very specific instances of them not playing ball that they shouldn't have to play. I'm not talking about anything really pernicious. I'm talking about like, hey, don't discuss these issues. Hey, you know, don't be so rough around the edges. Some people need to be, and that's okay. Only one side is saying, we don't need to do it one way. So we'll be as successful as it is based on people saying what it is they believe and not compromising it.
4: But it's just a different starting goal, right? I use this analogy with pastors. like Your job as a pastor is not to grow your church. Your job as a pastor is to faithfully convey the Word of God to whoever shows up and let God take care of the growth. It's just the focus is slightly different, right? So we're saying look, our goal is not to grow a company and become a behemoth like Fox News or anybody else that's out there. Our goal is to make sure that there's a pathway for creators and that the audience is always the number one, the only person that we have to perform for that's the audience. Well, that's a it. a Jew, and if I
3: that... come to your church, I want you to get me to convert. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
4: Well, we can yeah. talk
1: about this. I went to ministry school. And, well, your and, goal could be if you're Joel Osteen stuffing money in the wall. Well, yeah. You yeah, gotta exactly. put it somewhere and you yeah. need insulation. It works.
0: So, so, so guys, so uh, obviously the left has a chokehold on. Think about it. When you named named the top five conservative, yeah. we were having problems coming up with yeah. three. They have a chokehold, and it takes like thank God little moments like Elon, who's I don't really know where he's political, but he buys Twitter. We're seeing files, we're seeing right. the lives we're seeing all this shit with the leak, leak. Do you guys do you think Steve like the 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 tides are shifting and people like you like? What well, Pat's doing what you guys are doing. Do you think it's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, Or the de- other side, the other
1: voice? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. There's definitely been a shift. So actually, I wanted to go back to something, and this kind of ties in that, uh, that Patrick said. Um, you know, he said niche. I don't have the numbers, but I remember uh, a Breaking Bad. I think there was about 14 million, maybe it was 12 million people tuned into the finale. Mm-hmm. And when they did some focus groups, I believe it was like 80%. Some, it was a significant majority were Republican. Take the highest viewership ever on Fox News, it's still about a third of that. So when people say, oh, what you do is more niche. No, no, and I think even like, we don't really talk about our numbers a whole lot. They're reflected in that, right, with no seed money. It's not niche to have an entertainment show that people will tune into whether they're conservative or not, I would say it's more niche to just do rah-rah talking points. Mm -hmm. Because if you look, there's a huge, think of how many people vote Republican. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about like these huge numbers, right, Fox News. Like Tucker is like two point something million, three million Three million is a huge peak. And that's what the Nielsen rating, right? Where the viewership is for seconds, right? You're lucky if it's a couple of minutes. Um, I think that's more niche than, for example, every single comedy late night show, all of Comedy oh. Central, ABC, NBC, but it's oh. entertainment. It's very different. So going to what you're talking about, I will say this. I've noticed a shift when I was obviously in, in, the, in the entertainment industry and then um, particularly in the stand-up community, like in Montreal, there, there were no people who were even right wing or libertarian. I mean, people would get furious. I was—I didn't even know I was conservative, but I would go up and I would make a joke. Uh, that I remember one time I got in a lot of trouble because it was a joke about Muhammad, mm. uh, which, you know, yeah, you people get touchy about that. It. Yeah. Oh. You know, I don't know why. It's next thing you know, someone's <laughs> blowing up a mic. <laughs> odd, so, yeah. but, uh, so I would get in trouble back then, uh, and no one understood that there was an issue with that. everyone It was like a comedy witch hunt. Remember when George Bush was president? Everyone of just course. come out and, of he course. sucks. Isn't of he course. an idiot? Isn't yeah. he a moron? Yeah. And it's fine, but I was going, there's no one else at that point in time? uh that's changed a lot as a matter of fact now where when you go to comedy clubs and not just people like rogan but you see at least a lot of people understand the idea of free speech you still get sort of the indie alt comics who mm-hmm. say like it's not cancel culture it's accountability culture but really i had to take we did take a lot of bullets early on doing that because there were there was nobody in the industry doing it and i think now for some people it's a little late mm-hmm. they've uh, woken up and realized it. I mean, I think Joe Rogan has done a lot to help with that. Obviously, you're talking about his numbers; it's, it's unbelievable. Um, you see, like someone like Russell Brand. Like, I'll be doing a show tomorrow. I hope it goes well because I used to lay into that guy hard because <laughs> he was a socialist. Way. He was a communist, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he had this. Uh, I don't know communists, but back then. Uh, he would do this thing called the true, the true news, all the news that you're not hearing anywhere else. And he would talk about it and then he would, he would constantly go into Fox news and here you would think that I'm anti-Fox news. My issue was I felt compelled to back then say, well, hold on a second. What about ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC? And he wasn't talking about it back then. And I was the only conservative on YouTube. And so I would dress up like him and do an impression of him and make fun of him, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and by the way, not mean-spirited, like I understand, the guy's You're immensely comedian. talented, yeah. right. Uh, but I don't think he liked it. Of course not. Uh, and uh, now you see him transition. I don't know where he lines up politically on every single issue, mm-hmm. but I do know that he understands the threat we're facing. He's super necessary, his yeah. voice. He's yeah. unbelievably oh necessary, yeah. He's that and that's list. a transition, yeah. though. Back yeah. then it was him with the entire industry <laughs> yep. and me kind yeah. of in this corner, and now it's at least split. It's almost like a schism in the church.
0: Yeah.